Mike's Daily Podcast. How on earth did you find this podcast? That's amazing. Kudos to you. Mike's Daily Podcast. If you don't know what a kudo is, then I will explain. A kudo is something that is really plain. It can be found in yogurt. Sometimes it can be found in the rain. If you go find a kudo, you should call the police and complain. Because kudos are just scary looking. Mike's Daily Podcast. I don't know what a kudo is. <laughs> but I just offered you some. Mike's You're welcome. Daily Hey, there's a Super Bowl today. Podcast. I don't know if you're listening to this yeah. three weeks from now, three years from now, or whatever. But hey, there was a Super Bowl and there were people fighting to win the bowl. The big bowl, the big salad bowl to put the delicious salad in. I want to thank everyone who's been listening to this podcast and who have been hanging out here at Cafe Anyway, supplying the much needed mirth and happiness that we need in today's world. Because there's uh, balloons everywhere flying all over the place. And causing all kinds of... I didn't... You know, I didn't see that as I as I looked, tried to look ahead in my mind's eye in high school. What, what will happen in this world? And then there was a song by Nina, spelt N-E-N-A, and she was from Germany. And there were two versions of the song, one all in German... And then she graced us with an all-English version. Super high-tech jet fighters is one of the lines I remember from the song. And it had to do with a balloon and World War III starting. And here's today's podcast picture. I wonder what she's saying now. I wonder what's on her mind these days. The podcast picture is me looking up in the air looking for a balloon. And you can see it at mikesdailypodcast.com. Up, up, and away in my beautiful, beautiful balloon. I am going to tell you now that the podcast today is going to feature music. Yes, and I'm going to try not to get dinged like I did last time I did the Mike Matthews New Tunes feud. I got dinged while the Super Bowls, they're fighting there. We got music fighting here. Hey, the late great Basil the Boxer. And he liked to fight with me sometimes. <laughs> and bite my hand, which now the cat I have, Rocky does. He'll bite my hand. He's coming along. He is walking on a, with a harness on a leash. We don't go very far, but gosh, the thing with cats is they're very exploratory. They want to sniff. They want to check out everything. Whereas a dog is more, let's go, let's walk. But we'll see. Things might develop and change as time goes on. Well, oh, they're going to do a biopic for Willie Nelson. Brian Cranston wants to play him. Interesting. What? The AI robots taking our jobs require a lot of humans to serve their needs. Ah, interestingly, this from 
Insider.com Since the uh, chat GBT took the world by storm Last fall people have been in a frenzy Debating the impact artificial intelligence And other new automated technology Will have on America's job market Baloney They took our jobs Is what people are saying The knee jerk reaction to these videos Is to say Especially when you've got McDonald's and Taco Bell's Getting automated Robots are coming for our jobs But while AI And other kinds of automation Have progressed That doesn't mean They're necessarily Eliminating our jobs Instead the new tech Is simply changing How we work And what kinds of jobs exist Automation technology Has ushered in a fleet Of secret workers Behind screens Machines And smiling robot faces The robots and chatbots aren't replacing humans, they're just keeping the people out of sight and out of mind. And while separating the customer from the workers, serving them may be good for the companies, there's mounting evidence it's a terrible deal for employees. When people start prognosticating about AI coming from our jobs, they love to point out the... McDonald's videos But in many cases They lack crucial context These stories The futuristic McDonald's Is an experimental concept store Just outside Fort Worth, Texas Aiming to improve service speed And accuracy By effectively serving Or rather severing The relationship between its workers And customers That doesn't mean there are no humans in the store. If you pay close attention to the video, you can see a worker in the back behind a pane of glass. Behind this pane of glass, McDonald's has said the store isn't fully automated by any means and it employs a similar number of staff as a traditional store. And they're just in the back making the food and keeping things running. And despite the fact most customers will never see a Taco Bell worker at its newfangled store, it has plenty of people working in the kitchen. That has not been taken. A 2014 analysis estimated that automation would wipe out 47% of all jobs by 2034. And that self-driving technology would eliminate the need for human taxi and delivery drivers While long-haul truckers were thought to be on borrowed time Nearly a decade later, however, these cataclysmic forecasts have not come to pass What in the world was that about? Truck drivers are still in high demand And self-driving technology is nowhere near replacing human jobs I had a quick conversation with someone who works in that industry And they said they've kind of hit a, a precipice They've kind of hit the end of the road And now more money is needed To make it go further And guess what tech companies don't have at this point Or at least them letting so many people go Seems to say that they don't have the money Or are very leery of the money that they once had if it, at, Or that they thought they had Here in California We have a lot of the tech industry companies But did you know Here in California Our average Our annual average of 283 sunny days Means that we enjoy nearly two months more sun Than the than the rest of the U.S. As we go outside a cafe anyway We're bringing Mike's Daily Podcast Somewhere in Podcastro Valleyton The last place on earth And there is the sun right there 
And all these people enjoying the sunshine And enjoying themselves Which you should be doing too By listening to this podcast And tell your friends so they can enjoy it as well The US average is around 205 sunlit Averages around 205 sunlit days per year It's no surprise then That California is a haven for pro photographers And Instagram rookies alike All hunting for that perfect sunset shot So Stokemont.com Wanted to find out where In the state we love to catch those last Perfect glimmers of vibrant orange and pink sky To uncover the data Experts analyzed Instagram posts Containing the hashtag Sunset And geocoded them to establish What percentage of sunset related posts In California Are from different counties And which of those Gain the most interaction So Let's see California Is the Has the number Is the top Of The the most Is the most popular Or has the top Most sunset hotspots And then Number two Is Florida Number three Kentucky Number four New York And number five Hawaii Part of this is Using the Percentage of photos taken in each state And posted on Instagram And the average likes per post And the average comments per post And as far as counties That are the biggest hot spots For great pictures At the very top of the list is Los Angeles Followed by San Diego, San Francisco Tulare Sacramento Riverside, King, San Bernardino Monterey, Inyo Then Santa Barbara What's at the bottom of the list? At number 28, Humboldt Uh, Let's see It is basically saying in this study That Los Angeles County is America's sunset capital Alright Thank you so much for sending that to me Stokemont And Journalistic.org Okay And then This bit of news Before we jump over Into the wonderful world Of the Mike Matthews New Tunes feud And all of that Oh by the way I was watching last night On Netflix It's called Kunk on Earth And I did not know what I You know YouTube or Netflix pushes something on you And pushes and pushes And then says Hey you're gonna love this It's actually Someone named Philomena Kunk And it's called Kunk on Earth But it's actually not Philomena Kunk It is Diane Morgan And apparently it is the best Netflix show you're not watching According to MSN And Diane Morgan What's she in? Well she She's kind of a redhead I don't know if she's a real redhead And she's got big eyes Kind of looks like Emily Stone A little bit She was in the show Motherland Afterlife 
She had a show called Kunk and Other Humans. <laughs> okay. Uh, she is a writer. Oh, she was on Charlie Brooker's Weekly Wipe and other mockumentaries. And she was on the BBC comedy series Mandy as well. She is 47. And really fun. The writing on this show is pretty hilarious. It gets a little after a while. You, you got to break it up. Don't watch it all at once, which you, I know you love to do. Because everybody loves to just binge like crazy. You kind of got to break it up. Because the funnies, if you watch too much of it, it, it you, I think you develop a insensitivity. <laughs> The, the 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 laughs don't hit you as hard because you've watched too many in a, in a row. Released in its native UK last September, the mockumentary series landed on Netflix recently. Here in the US, it doesn't appear to have made much of an impression on stateside subscribers. In fact, a week after its streaming debut, it didn't even crack the top 10 on the streamer's most watched list. And in an era... Where people are always looking for something to watch on Netflix It's a great shame This according to Rory Mellon From Tom's Guide And Rory says In an era where people always are looking for something to watch on Netflix It's a great shame The show is genuinely laugh out loud funny As I learned when I binged it all in a matter of days Which I suggest you don't get, Well stretch it out over a couple of days Don't do it all in one night like I did so to correct the mistakes everyone's seemingly making, I'm going to explain why Kunk on Earth is the best Netflix show you're not watching. <laughs> it's a spoof documentary series. So Philomena, played by Diana Morgan, is uh, walking around explaining the history of the world. From the earliest ancient civilization all the way through to the rise of modern machines. But she's doing it from a very, let's just say, <laughs> That's why I was surprised she's in her 40s She's acting like a total Gen Zer Who's And I'm so 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 sorry Gen Z millennials and Gen Zers millennials You are portrayed Too often On television and movies As idiots And I know you are not And I know you are very aware of this and I don't think it's fair Because I got the same shaft uh, As it were <laughs> What does that term even mean? I got thrown down the shaft Is that the If I What I'm saying is I got that Same treatment When I was in my 20s Then I was a Gen Xer And we were the slacker generation And Everybody older Just looked down their nose at us And it was annoying and they were all like bitter And oh you guys you, You're lazy You don't know what we went through We walked through the snow Up to our faces Both ways It was so difficult for us It's not difficult for you You got every luxury in the world And I know you get this thrown at you And I'm sorry but Sometimes I meet or I see on YouTube And I think this is what it, YouTube is the culprit 
YouTube is showing us a lot of these young Gen Z or in influencers. And I'll throw this even at in the world of media. I don't watch a whole lot of live television. But whenever I see young people on TV or hear them on the radio, I generally get like a little cringed out. I, I cringe out. I am. I'm not a cringy parent. Or maybe I'm cringing because of the young people. I don't know. Maybe I am a cringy parent, but I'm not a parent. But what I am apparently going through when I'm hearing this is, oh my gosh, what the heck are they talking about? All they talk about is techie stuff and uh, internet stuff, I'm saying. Online stuff. Social media stuff. It seems to only live in that world. And and uh, da 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 da. That's another funny thing she said to somebody. <laughs> this is back to Kunk on Earth. She's talking, and she what she does is she talks to these professors, and they're real professors, smart people, university types, Cambridge, and all that. And she'll talk to them, and be totally straight faced, and they. They give back answers like they they play along with it. One gal starts to laugh. She breaks character. It has a there's a funny comment that Philomena says about Elvis and about how people were such prudes and why did him shaking his hips make women go into a frenzy? Imagine what else if he could have done like today. Men show so much more. What would happen then? So, but it's it's a Perfectly worded joke that's that uh, makes you laugh, or it made us laugh. My lady friend and I, lovely lady friend and I. Okay, slightly got a little bit derailed here. She's talking to a professor who studies Beethoven, and she's talking about okay, so Beethoven's fifth. It goes dum 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 dum. She goes. The lyrics to that song are so awful. I mean, it's just the word dumb over and over again. Dumb, 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 dumb. And the professor's like, actually, no, that's that's not it. It's, it's an instrumental. There are no words. And she goes, well, that makes it really annoying then. If there's no words, why should I even care? So she acts like that. Anyway, go see it. It's funny. And apparently, if you enjoy deadpan comedy, then this is essential viewing. And that's basically what Rory Mellon was saying. Okay. Anyway, cafe anyway. Did I mention? Oh, yeah. I was looking at the moon or looking at looking for a balloon in the podcast picture, which you can see at mikesdailypodcast.com. Uh, we were talking a little bit about the AI world, just a, a smidge. Bing is releasing it. Uh, Google has their own version. Oh, and then other a tech-related company, Uber, beat estimates. They are apparently back from the pandemic, and I wonder how much of this is that proposition that they pulled the wool over our eyes and got the majority of Californians to vote for so that they don't have to pay basically what they should be paying their drivers. So... In response to all of that, the revenue for this past quarter was up 49% year over year. Wow, really? I didn't realize it was that. So 50, almost 
they had their strongest quarter ever and that capped off their strongest year. Uber's delivery, I know a lot of people use that. And here's the ironic thing is people will use that delivery service to have like a donut delivered to their house. So you're basically saying, I want to die. (laughs) You're getting a donut from a delivery service. The donut has so many bad calories in it and you could have worked that off by walking down to the store to buy that donut. Instead, you're buying the donut and having somebody drive it to you and paying extra on top of all that for the stupid donut. I don't get that. But Uber relied heavily on growth in its eats delivery business during the COVID pandemic. And they are doing really well. That. Oh, junk fees, by the way. I would have to agree during the uh, State of the Union. I'm all good about attacking junk fees. I didn't really ever think about junk fees, but I know I hate them. I have stumbled upon junk fees now and then. You're buying an airplane ticket and you're like, wait, what? What? How did that got added? How come sometimes you can pay for a plane ticket and that fee isn't there and in other times it is? Anyway, cafe anyway, we'll see if Biden is able to get rid of junk fees. But he wants to get rid of them, the unnecessary junk fees from banks, airlines, concerts, cable companies, and other industries. And says that Ticketmaster and big tech companies like Alphabet, the parent of Google, Microsoft, Apple, and Amazon are being investigated. By the way, I didn't know avocados went down in price 20% from a year ago. I remember there was a big avocado shortage. Was that last year or the year before? There we go. So good news there. And I'm on the waiting list. Speaking of that chat, GBT, PT, whatever from Bing, I am on the waiting list for it. So I'm going to get it because I have been a big advocate of Bing since they started. I was like, yeah, give Google a run for their money. And then Bing was like, Mike, how would you like to earn points? When you go searching for things, we'll give you like 10 points. And then at the end of the, with the points, you can turn them in for stuff like Amazon gift cards and whatnot. Google doesn't do that. I do a heck of a lot of searching. So yeah, now Bing's going to give me a chat GBT, whatever. Thank you. So that's how that is. Look who's here. Hello, Michael Max. It's Madam Rutabago. And it is so good to talk to you today. Thank you. Oh, wow. You got a big bowl of guacamole there. Yes. And you brought some chips, which was also the name of the last podcast. Yes. And apparently you can hear us on podcast.com. No. Oh, that's right. Podcast.com has been acting weird lately. I have uploaded Mike's Daily Podcast to that website for about five or six years now. And they, for some reason, I cannot attach my audio from the podcast to the website anymore. Even though the last podcast that I was able to upload was called Seat. And it has over 40,000 listens. 
which I don't know how that's possible because there's no audio attached because they wouldn't let me attach audio, but over 40,000. I don't know. I guess that's not listens. That's the, what is that? I don't know what that is. It's an oddity. Is it an oddity odyssey? I don't know about that either, but I've been watching that. And my lovely lady friend and I love watching. They're short and they're interesting and they go all around California and they find these interesting places and they have a wonderful repertoire between the two of them, the guy and the gal. I forget their names. Oh, Bethany and Stu. There we go. And I remember that because it sounds like an interesting stew that you would get is somewhere in the Mideast or something. Hey, have you tried our Bethany stew? It's delicious. It's not like the Irish stew or the Susie stew or the, look who else is here. Oh, is it the Valentino stew? Hello, Dave Mike. This is Valentino, the parking attendant. And this is Bison Bentley. Mike, I don't know what you were talking about there with stews, but I have a friend named Stu, and soon it's going to be Valentine's Day. Day. Yeah! Valentino's Day! Uh, we'll say hi to your friend Stu for me. And yes, it's going to be Valentino's Day soon. That's exciting, isn't it? But what's even more exciting is the wonderful Mike Matthews' New Tunes Feud. Here we go. Two songs gonna fight each other. Oh wait, five songs. We have five songs. Oh, Mike, that's way too many. I can't listen to that many. Well, tough, you are. Here we go. The first one is someone who's been on the podcast. I interviewed him. You can listen to an interview I did with him in the interview section at mikesdailypodcast.com. His name is Drew Holcomb. His band is actually called The Neighbors. Here's Drew Holcomb and the neighbors and a little bit of his song called Fly. My wings, I'm on a fly. I'm going to fly. Aw, there it's Fly. He says, our new single Fly from the upcoming album Strangers No More is available now. I wrote Fly in late 2020 in the cold winter. In the cold of winter, feeling the passing of time and wishing it would slow down. There is a melancholy beauty in getting older, taking long, hard looks in the mirror, but knowing you earned every year that shows on your face. Oh, that's beautiful. Okay, the next song is by someone named Sean Barma. And Sean Barma is <laughs> an interesting looking guy. Uh, a simple declaration of peace and reality shouldn't ignite a movement, but when it does, it's good to have a photographer around. And so it was in April of 1966 when three patrons of New York City's Julius Barr stated, We are homosexuals, we are orderly, we intend to remain orderly, and we are asking for service. Today, the photo of this moment hangs on the wall of Julius's. Today, gay bars in New York City are not only legal, but plentiful, thanks to the artistic tradition of telling the truth about a time and a place. Singer-songwriter Sean, it's Sean Barna, a viscerally outspoken queer artist and performer, is embedded in this tradition. His second LP, Kill Rock Stars, oh, it's a Kill Rock Stars debut, an evening at Macri Park 
is a character study of the dimly lit Brooklyn queer bar Macri Park and the creatures who thrive within its walls. So Sean was a semi-professional drummer by age 14 and graduated with a degree in classical percussion at age 22. And he has since served as the drummer of Deaf West Theater's Los Angeles production of Spring Awakening and the National Broadway Tour for the Producers. Living in Berlin in 2011 as a regular at an English-speaking open mic at the now-closed New Kolin Bar, Lagari. He began to explore his voice as a songwriter. Okay. So this is Sean Barna. If I can find the play button. Here we go. There you go. Benjamin Wishaw. Sorry. I cannot play any more of that because I'll get dinged. Benjamin Wishaw Smiled is the name of that song by Sean Barna. Okay, now we have, yes, well, bet you never heard of that before. Here's another one by Saturnine. And let's see, it is after kicking off the year with their sublime new single, Glimmerings, experimental instrumental breakbeat trio Go-Go Penguin are back with Saturnine, the second single from their upcoming album. It's a dose of Go-Go Penguin's updated sound and was premiered by Brooklyn Vegan who said, XX. The song is a sonic juxtaposition, both bouncy and somber. Okay, people send me these things. I may not know exactly what they're talking about, but maybe you do. This is Saturnine by Go Go Penguin Music. Ooh. I would play more, but I can't because I'll get dinged. I'm probably going to get dinged anyway. I got dinged last time I did this, by the way. Which takes us to our fourth song, Talene Kelly. Talene Kelly shares the new song, Crusher. Crusher is a shoegaze wonderland, said KEXP. I think they're in Seattle. Uh, hailing from her native Los Angeles, Talene Kelly. Composes romantic punk songs wrapped in layers of shoegaze, psychedelia, and grunge, creating a cosmic sound that's dreamy and defiant alike, influenced by melodies and imagery from her Armenian heritage and her parents' birthplaces of Lebanon and Ethiopia. Kelly fuses her lineage with sonics of the modern counterculture. She grew up embracing, exploring everything from punk to Britpop. Let's listen to a little bit of her song called Crusher. Talene Callie. Okay, and last. Song number five is from Hattie. Hattie, it, it, and Hattie wrote me at mikesdailypodcast at gmail.com. My name is Hattie. I'm an alt pop and rock artist from South Florida. Kerosene, 
My new single out now was inspired by 80s synth pop and explores the evan- evanescent nature of reckless romance. Every scene we find ourselves in is locked away inside a memory, eagerly waiting for the day it's brought to mind again. Interesting. Interesting that Hattie should say that because today I had a bizarre memory from way back and I went on a blind date. This was in the 90s and I was a country DJ and I went on a blind date with someone who was visiting from Georgia. Some friends of mine fixed us up and I took her to see Dwight Yoakam at the Santa Barbara Bowl. And I was remembering and I was like, well, it was basically just, uh, you know, we were friends. Nothing happened with us. We were just, we were just friendly. Like, oh, you know, it was just a friends thing. Plutonic, I guess is the word I'm struggling for. And it was a fun evening. Uh, Dwight Yoakam, we were like front row. Uh, I knew the drummer for Dwight Yoakam at the time, Jim Christie. It was a great show and a fun evening. And I, I don't know why the memory of that, that must be over 20 years now. It is that that happened. And I'm just, just out of nowhere. And those scenes that we experience are locked away inside a memory, eagerly waiting for the day it's brought back to mind again. Some are places in a decorative manner while others are hung up in a frame with broken glass, like a film lit by a match. These recollections can burn bright, and for a split second, a part of us gives in to reflection. And kerosene delves into the contrast of these feelings. That is according to Hadi. I hope I'm saying it right. Maybe it's Hadi, but here we go. Here's a little bit of the song Kerosene. Awesome. Well, I cannot uh, play anymore. I'll get dinged. So which one did you like better? Did you like Drew Holcomb, Sean Barna, uh, Go-Go Penguin, Talene Kelly, or Hattie? Call me at the number 510-228-4640. That's 510-228-4640. Or you can go to my website, mikesdailypodcast.com. The phone number is there. Or you can email me, mikesdailypodcast at gmail.com. And I will let you know uh, which, which one got the most votes. Or if any song got any votes. How exciting. Makes you want to tune into the next podcast, doesn't it? And with more ways to reach me, here's A-Frame on FFF show 2560-2560. Mike's Daily Podcast is written and produced and performed by Mike Matthews. His podcast is super easy to find. Download or listen to his show and read his blog at mikesdailypodcast.com. Email Mike now at mikesdailypodcast at gmail.com. See you tomorrow. Bye.